In this lockdown conversation, I'm going to speak to Paul Stanway. I've known Paul for an obscene amount of years, since school. He's the co-founder of XYZ, a brand experience agency named as Creative Experience Agency of the Year for 2020 by Campaign Magazine. He's going to tell me about the challenges of running an agency which is uh, known for its live physical events in a time when there are no live physical events. I am the creative director and co-founder of an agency called XYZ, and we use the phrase brand experiences rather than events to describe what we do, because whilst everything is, is grounded in people coming together in a place at a moment in time in the, the quote-unquote real world, um, that's only ever the starting point, and whatever we do moves into digital content, moves into all kinds of different areas, packaging design, anything where you're basically intersecting with a brand, a product or a service and having some kind of an experience is how we like to try and describe what we do. But uh, it's always grounded in people, place and a moment in time. Um, who do you do it with? We've worked with Nike for a very long time, both here in the UK and uh, Europe and on regular occasions with, with uh, the US. We do a lot of work with Converse as well. Apple are a client of ours, Levi's. And I'm, so, yeah. I'm presuming a lot of stuff that you do is kind of launch related. Yeah, yeah. It will be a mixture of new products or services coming to market. And that might not be the first iteration of that. It might be a, a, a new version of an existing thing. Um, often it is about taking an existing product or service and perhaps showing a new audience why it might be relevant for them. All right, so presumably a lot of what you do is physical events and presumably with the prohibition of people meeting up in groups for physical events, a lot of what you do, you're not able to do it at the moment. 100%, so uh, everything is either postponed or cancelled. Um, we, uh, funnily enough, we actually, we just won a project for quite a big brand during uh, the lockdown. So we presented over WebEx, no face-to-face -face contact at all. We won it, um, but it's it's a TBC. So we, we know it's going to happen, but um, it will depend on when people are able to start going into that brand's particular office again, um, because it's a, a kind of a staff engagement piece of, to, to bring to life some of the stuff that they're doing as a company. Um, yeah. So yes, we can't do what we're here to do. So what we have been doing is uh, stifling that urge to rush to market with oh clients you know here's a, a think piece or you know here's, a, here's your five tips to how you can do events in in time of coronavirus because there's, uh, no actually... there's no shortage of those around right now Oh, yeah, I mean, throw a stone and you'll hit a dozen of them. And I've tried, I've tried to, to take what I can from some of them, but it's just a deluge of, of reaction. And, and I think it's that, that kind of desire to, to immediately do something that, that has some sort of value, but often that value is only for you and only for passing time. Um, so we, we counselled each other, really, uh, you know, amongst the team, like, let's not try and rush to be a first mover in anything right now because the situation is changing. We, we're still trying to process what it is and how it's going to affect us personally, let alone from a business point of view. Now, we've taken some time and um, actually conducted uh, an R&D uh, process uh, to look at um, 
what it is about live experiences that are so attractive and so effective and uh, do such a good job for the things that we're trying to do in terms of the way that we're trying to change people's behaviors for brands and understand what those guiding beacons are, I suppose, and then make sure that they are going to be present in whatever alternative that we suggest and give clients the chance to understand where the compromises may be that um, enables them to make a, an informed decision. So, I mean, I've people seen... People are still going to need to launch products. They still need to do that yeah. kind of ex this kind of experiential stuff, right? That's not going to go away. But yeah, absolutely. There are because these products are are being there's a you know there's a timeline of you know two to three sometimes longer years in advance that these things are, these work streams are kicking off within the brand. The products are being developed. Huge amount of investment in time, resource, money, etc. So absolutely, there is a there's a need for alternatives and for options. And so what we've been trying to do is dedicate uh, the team that we have in the conditions that we have to work in to. Uh, explore the start of an idea that that we had a, a couple of us in, in the team about what a hybrid live experience that could not be accessed in space physically might look like in a way that is more than just a viewing experience yeah and is more than just a rushed vr job because ultimately if if you're going to produce a you know, an, an online vr experience there are companies much better placed than than live experience agencies to deliver that for you um, i mean i i've had a look at what other people and i know that people have had to respond to stuff very quickly but the things that have been done in vr and the things that have been done in these kind of virtual spaces apart from really successful planned projects like Fortnite are doing yeah but any anybody who's not got that kind of clap behind it and is just trying to rush the uh there's a there was a vr conference recently i don't know if you saw any of this stuff and they you know well done to them for getting something together so quickly but the experience was a bunch of people in a 3d space watching 2d videos together <laughs> yeah yeah I, that's it and that's that's the danger of trying to be a first mover in in, in this situation is that it, it's it sounds like it's going to be entirely possible and i saw a product launch that was clearly pulled together probably within a couple of weeks for uh, a brand that resembled a piece of content that we produced five years ago for for a high street brand because they didn't have the budget to do anything proper yeah um, so i think that that's where my reticence to try and be first second or even third mover in anything like no let's let's not rush to market with something that people go well within the circumstances it was quite good because we've spent seven and a half years as, as xyz and longer as, as individuals building or trying to build a reputation for really high quality insightful clever stuff that plays to the strengths of the medium it's in uh, not quick stuff that scratches yeah. a niche so um so it's difficult um because we're as a business we're trying to move forward but ultimately we have to deal with the fact that we have over 20 employees all of whom have mortgages or rent and bills to pay and we have zero revenue so yeah. it's uh, it's a tricky one um but it will pass um and we just got to try and ride it out and be be as clever as we can i think that's a very smart approach and because the future right right now nothing is predictable right you don't know when people are going to go back to work if we're going to be allowed to come back into groups of more than 10 people again there's like the entire future is unknowable 
Mm, so how do, you, how, do you, how do you plan for that? Yeah, I mean, that's, um, <clears throat> that's absolutely, you know, the experience we've had of it as well. And um, we were talking, and it's, it's not meant to sound bad against our client, but we're just coming to the end of what I'm referring to as the deer in the headlights stage. We've been staying in contact with clients as much as we can, as much as is appropriate. Um, uh, and you were not getting any kind of uh, constructive conversations about what to do from a business point of view. It was very much a case of we're just trying to process what's happened, deal with the situation as it stands. We'll be in touch. Some client teams were being furloughed. Some of our guys have been furloughed. So only, I would say, literally this past week have we started to have conversations with clients that go beyond that kind of acknowledgement of what's happened and now that's moving into okay well we know where we are now our systems and processes are set up we're working you know all that kind of stuff so i think we've only just stopped the shifting sands enough to to look up and and take in what's around us and what might be in the future and like you say we don't know how this thing is going to unfold which makes it very difficult for people to to process and and focus on from a mental health and a kind of personal point of view, but also there's, there's no planning going on, there's reacting. Have you seen anything switching tack slightly? Have you seen anything in the last month or so, five, six weeks, that sort of gives you hope that maybe there are new behaviours emerging that you can that you can move on to? Or, do you, or, for, or for you, is it a case of the fundamental human behavior that you want to meet actually doesn't change that much, even though the circumstances do. Yeah, it's, I mean, I would say very generally, uh, I'm actually remaining fairly optimistic about everything, really about the big stuff. Um, I think things are going to change. We're going to have to change individually, collectively, um, and hopefully uh, societally as well. So I think, you know, you're just going to, you have to just adopt this kind of opportunistic mindset. In terms of uh, that being sort of manifested specifically, uh, I have yet to see things that I feel, oh, there, there's something that we can build on and we can refine and we can make that stronger because that's the start of something really interesting or good or effective. Um, I think that what we're seeing, and I'm, I'm talking very much from an XYZ perspective here, is we knew that we were we were going to have to start adapting and evolving as an agency anyway to to become even more kind of uh, I hate to use the word holistic, but uh, about that idea of brand experience. We, from day one, we've always talked about brand experiences, not events, because events felt really limiting. It felt very uh, sort of genre specific, and we didn't want to be like that. So we've always tried to push at what the definitions of uh, of what we are being briefed to do could be. Um, and so this has absolutely accelerated it and, and made us focus a lot more on what this needs to be. And you know maybe it's now more of a short to medium term goal than a medium to long term goal. So we're seeing it as, a, as, a, as an opportunity to come up with this hybrid idea, this, this thing that builds on some of the work that we were really fortunate to do with with nike uh, two or three years ago where we worked with akqa uh, on um, i think called strike knife uh, boot launch that, that had a lot of success yeah, yeah. really good um yeah so we were uh collaborating with, with akqa on uh, on that and what was really strong about that and what it really started was this 
idea that you could have a, a, a really rich physical live event for people in the room, but you could also have a much wider indirect audience experience. And that didn't have to be just a passive viewing experience. You could affect through interactions on whatever platform you were using what was happening in the room. So those, those viewers that counted in the millions in the end, I think got over 2 million, were able to materially affect the experience that they were watching, even though they might have been in Thailand, Shanghai or Manchester when the event was taking place in London. And I think what this situation has done has forced us quite rightly to up our game on taking that and evolving it, uh, even if there's not a client going, hey, can we do that again? Um, and there was lots of reasons why that didn't happen again for that brand, but also for other clients that, like you said about the Fortnite reference, you know, that, that it, it cropped up in a lot of decks that we saw in a lot of briefs that came our way. But for various reasons, it, it was never replicated or built upon. Um, there's there's fertile ground there. And I think what this has made us do is go, you know what, we just need to pick this up and we need to develop it. We can't wait for a client to commission it um, because this could well be a way for us to come out of this uh, and not just survive, but thrive potentially, uh, if, we can, if we can figure this out. Final question. How are you personally? Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. The first couple of weeks was difficult because it, it happened so fast and even though we saw it coming, I, I suppose the analogy I could use is you could see a train coming for miles, but when it hits you, it's still going to be a shock, right? So yeah. um, that's how it felt. And because a, a business owner is responsible for a number of people and we're a really tight-knit team, so these are not just employees. You know, We know the ins and outs of, of everybody's lives and their personal situations. That responsibility weighed heavy as well as the responsibility to my own family. I don't think it's dramatic to say we, we suddenly faced an existential crisis because as you said quite rightly at the top of this, what we do is no longer possible in, in the circumstances in which we're operating. So we're fundamentally unable to earn any revenue. But once I was able to process that and understand that a little bit more and understand it more rationally than emotionally, I felt like I got to a, a pretty good place pretty quickly where I could then start to figure out a bit of a game plan and that fight or flight uh, reaction uh, to put up a webinar or five points about live events in the time of coronavirus uh, was able to be, I was able to quieten that down again. Let, let's go about this properly. Let's take stock, look around and not react act when when we're ready so that helped me get through that personal stuff i mean actually i figured out i think probably the last three weeks i've found a really good useful rhythm that ironically does actually let me do some of the creative stuff outside of work i want to do and i have for once i had the headspace to be able to do that and i just try not to look too far ahead because you we just don't know do we? you know i think that's what a lot of people are struggling with is there's no focal point that they can go ah oh, if i can just get through the next four weeks we know it's going to be fine or if i can yeah. just get through to i think you know. there's i think there's an idea that people think that this is just going to stop at one point and it's like oh all right that's over all clear all clear lads everyone back and i, yeah. I really don't think it's going to be like that it's going to be an incremental crawl back to something different and that's why i think we as a brand experience agency that works in the live and the physical, we, could, we couldn't just 
hibernate, you know, and try and wait it out. We've got to adapt um, because what we come back to, there, there's going to be um, different opportunities for people like us. And I think what we're going to find is at the moment, everyone's in hibernation. And the, the real killer for lots of agencies and possibly brands as well and, and companies is going to be when you start to have to come back into work and start incurring those costs, there's going to be quite a lag between that point and when your clients are able to start releasing funds. And I think that lag is going to be responsible for a lot of the companies going to the wall that we have yet to see. Yeah. So I feel it's going to, going to get a different kind of worse before it gets better. But I, I do have a, an absolutely kind of abiding belief that it is going to get better. But we've got to be flexible about what better looks like.